Board Banter on the board. With your hosts, Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner. Where the banter's as ferocious as that Wemby block on Clay, man. You see how high up he got there? That photo is just nuts. He's a freak. There's been many a moments where you're like, how is he doing this? The one steal, the stretch arm from the three-point line, the circular radius this man can cover. We're going to be... We're going to be pretty excited for all of the weird Wemby that we're going to see this season. Dude, he covers the court like nobody I've ever seen in my life. And like the, the funny part is I had to show Marissa when he goes down after the clay block to go dunk it and like clay's chasing him down and clay's there. He makes clay Thompson look like a very, very tiny man, Yeah, like a very tiny man. And that is a, a, Big person. Like, he's a giant by most standards, Clay Thompson is. And Wemby makes him a dwarf. Like, it's nuts, man. I've never scared. seen anything like it. I don't know what a picture of me and Wemby would look like. A little 5'7 me trying to stand beside that guy. I'd be, who we almost got the reverse. We almost got the reverse digits there, me and Wemby. All right. It's kind of insane to think about. But we're here, Matt. We're a day away. We'll return into takes before we get into all basketball here on a Monday. Because... Matt got a W. He got a W. We're excited for this man. A Vegas victory to have that fantasy take into the season. We love it, Matt. Bro, they're pretty garbage, to be honest, the Las Vegas Raiders. But they beat the Patriots, and I thought that was going to be the end of their dynasty. But it seems like I'm wrong. They beat the Buffalo Bills. Bill Belichick got a contract extension in the offseason. Like, <laughs> things are just kind of kind of weird in the NFL. It's a, it's a you know, wild world, especially when like an undrafted free agent can lead Chicago to beat the Raiders, even though Justin Fields yeah. can't score touchdowns, even being the 12th overall pick. I'm I'm getting out of here, but you know what I mean, man. Like the NFL is just a crazy place. We'll we'll get back to it on Thursday, our regularly scheduled program. We'll 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 get it off quick. Falcons lost. The commanders apparently don't like that I'm still against their name, so they they pulled out the W just to spite me. Come on, Falcons, do better. But it is what it is. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, the Commanders did lose this week to the Giants. But it's those divisional matchups, man. They're they're just too crazy for some people. But, again, I don't want to talk about football. I'd like to talk about our Raptors, man. Because I think I've really liked what I've seen from this season. I know everybody's, like, all hyped and tweeting, like, undefeated in the Darko era. Like, undefeated in preseason against two teams that aren't even in the NBA. So it doesn't really count for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm really just excited to see the games t- tomorrow night um, and, and kind of see how it all starts. Cause Wednesday against the T wolves, man, that's a, that's a big one. We're, we're looking forward to it. You know, I, we'll see if one day the raps ever get to have another game on the opening night of, of the NBA again, but we're, we're going to have a good matchup against the T wolves to start the season. A nice, you know, mid ball kind of, kind of opener that we're going to have. And, you know, the last thing to say about the preseason, I just want to throw a couple stats to you, Matt, just to get you excited. It's four games. It's four sample size. I'll be the crazy fan, but I mentioned it, you know, two weeks ago, week and a half ago, whatever it was after that first game, the amount of assists compared to turnovers, the amount of assists on made shots, lots of things we like to see. And Matt, I wanted them to finish with about 30 assists, four games. They were the second best assist team in the league with 30 assists a game. So they they did what I wanted there. So I'm pretty happy, right? Second Man. in total points, 121. They were rolling some of these teams. So we, we can't really look at that stat. But Matt, their turnovers got down to 20 a game on average, which to me makes me happy considering that first game, they almost had as many turnovers as assists. 
right? So the the system is working. It is growing. Well, I, I think like it's going to take a little bit of a learning curve uh, to, you know, really hone in that 0.5 offense. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, man, the, the offense has been popping with assists. Like the ball's moving, the team looks super good, and, and that offense has looked great. But I've also been really impressed with our defense, man. Um, we're actually guarding guys straight up. It's a, it's a new experience for Raptors fans <laughs> in the last five years. I mean, you look at fifth overall in blocks with over seven a game you think about being second in rebounds in the preseason at 52 i mean we've always had guys that can get rebounds but seemingly so we've always given up way too many rebounds in games the system changes seem to be putting on some interesting games and that's why we're really looking forward to wednesday the t-wolves will be the first to get to experience this new look raptors and what darko has to offer and i mean I will be unfortunately busy, so I'm probably going to miss half the game, but I will be excited to be running home to to get to watch the second half at least. Man, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, And, like, look at what we did to Jordan Poole, man. He dropped 40 points against the Knicks. The Knicks looked like they couldn't stop him. Uh, He was unguardable. He comes into the Raptors probably feeling himself, feeling great. We put him in a cage. Like, he was just locked up, and I love Darko's response because he uses, you know, what should be considered the best perimeter defender in the NBA, in my opinion. I know he plays in Canada, and he, he gets a lot of slack for that, but my boy OG, man, like, put him in a body bag, and the rest of the guys, like I said, like, we can guard straight up, and if we use this, you know, Pascal Siakam Rover defense as the base, like, with Jakob Pertl, I don't think a lot of teams are going to really have a good time scoring on us, which is exciting because if our offense improves and our defense improves, I mean, that's just a net plus all around, right? This is, this is exactly it. And it's kind of crazy to think that even with the loss of Fred, you know, regardless of our feelings about him, I look around the locker room and I think about how much better in so many areas that we got. And maybe that's just opportunity for certain guys in stepping up, but it gets me excited. It gets me excited because not only are we going to witness a certain form of basketball, but we're going to get to see guys rotate in and out. We're going to get to see more players get to have the opportunity to be a part of the system, to have those great defensive nights, to have those great offensive nights. But we haven't mentioned the key, Matt, the key in all of this, which is our boy, Scotty. The man went Here's, off. Yeah, yeah go ahead. We get to Scotty. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, I want to talk about Scotty. I just want to touch back on that Fred Van Vliet thing that you're talking about. Because Dennis Schroeder has looked fantastic in this in this offense. I think he might be a better fit for what our team is looking to do. He's not looking to play hero ball. Yeah. He's not looking to, to score every time he goes down the floor. He also gets into the paint a lot easier than Fred Van Vliet does. Surprising. So, yeah. no, it, it, it's very surprising, but it's true, man. I mean, just watching like his career, if you notice, like Schroeder gets to the bucket pretty regularly and confidently. So I think that, you know, while I still think Fred Van Vliet is a better player than Dennis Schroeder, I think that Schroeder could be exactly what this team needed. And especially for a guy like Scotty to work with a pick and pop partner like him. um, I think it's going to be great for him. Scotty was showing out this season or this preseason at least to start so i'm excited man what have you liked the most about him i mean there's so many ways to look at it obviously the gameplay speaks for itself 
so I don't really need to reach into it, but it's the team around him that seems to have not accepted that it's his team, but allowed Scotty to let his fun energy be more of a leadership type of thing. Let it thrive throughout the rest of the roster. The fun is back. And whether that's, you know, because him and Grady have such a good connection, you know, shout out to their Halloween costumes. If you haven't seen it, Matt, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, so good that post, but like, I just see the vibes back, you know, Darko mentions it, the vibes and the energy is there. And that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, because again, the gameplay spoke for itself. We saw the boys playing hard, but it's everything else that I worry about when you consider about the locker room struggles that we have heard about, the rumors of what was going on with Fred and the rest of the boys. Like, I just want to go into this season with good energy, good vibes, and playing for each other. And that seems to be all of it coming together. No, man, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that the vibes are, are immaculate right now. But I mean, we haven't played a single game. And coming into last season, we kind of felt the same way. And yeah, honestly, like the the start of the season was pretty good, like three games in. It's just it all kind of fell apart. I think there's going to be a lot less selfishness on this team. I think um, Darko's going to demand that from the team. I think he's going to demand that we share the ball, that we, you know, give it our all. And I think he's going to give guys a lot more opportunity. I mean, like. Even Malachi Flynn has looked serviceable sometimes in in this preseason. He's done some some nice things, yep. and I think like his confidence is slowly going to build back up, and and that's what we're looking for, man. I think we're a younger team. We have to develop internally as as you know the the lone team outside of the United States. We don't yep. get a ton of free agents. We can't attract that talent, and you know with in season trades, you tend to overpay for guys. So I would love to see Darko take that development path, um, kind of like Dwayne Casey style almost, and and really build this team back up because Siakam looks, you know, accepting of the fact that Scotty's going to be taking more touches away from him. Yeah. He's, you know, accepting the fact that he's going to be more of, of just a cog in the system as opposed to the system. And that's what we need, man, because I think that we're not – going to be the best team if we go by individual standards but i think our collection of talent can really elevate us to the top um and be greater than the the sum of its parts really we we always joked that after the championship season we needed Dwayne casey back we didn't need nick nurse anymore so it seems like we've we found the next step here but yeah we're looking forward to a great season there is so much potential but mostly it's the opportunity right the opportunity is there and it feels like everyone is has really locked into the idea of that opportunity and Darko's thriving out of it. So we'll be we'll be talking about this team all season long. We'll be super excited for what we're about to see from the boys. Yeah, man. And I like the confidence coming out of the players. I think, you know, guys like Precious, you know, coming out again saying he wants to be on the, you know, defensive all defensive team or DPOY. I think Gary Trent, I really believe his goal should be six man of the year this year. Um, really relish the role of coming off the bench. He doesn't need to start to be effective. I think like what Siakam said, like if he can just get the minutes, yep. that's what's important and, and play well within those minutes. And if you're not a starter, you can be a closer still. And I think that that, that, that he will. And I think that this team is going to be better for like, you know, the type of rotations that we have and the guys playing so much more consistently throughout the lineup. So I'm, man, just like, can I transport to Wednesday already? Like, get this, <laughs> yeah. this started. We're close. But, hey, let's let's roll back. Let's look about the entire league now because, obviously, 
we could spend 45 minutes if we really wanted to talking about the Raptors, but we got, we got Thursday still to enjoy a breakdown that game in the future. So let's talk about predictions. You know, we do this every year. We have some fun with it. We got to see where it stands. You know, we disrespected the heat last year. Will we do it again? Probably uh, regular season. <laughs> Remember regular season predictions right here. This is what we're going for, Matt. Yeah. All right, man. You want to start with the West? Yeah, I, like I think the West. it's easier of the two conferences to, to kind of predict for me. Um, I think we both have Denver at the top. If if you don't, um, you're making a mistake. Probably at this point, respect them. To Can I be 100% honest? I could see Denver not really being the number one seed this year. Totally. Uh, just because, like, they, they already proved it. They, they're not feeling that pressure to go out there and dominate. Um, but, again, if you don't have it, like, the Joker's a, an animal and he's him and Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. Like that's got to be the the best four out of a, a starting five in the league to me. They're just, they're up there, right? They're super strong. And then the two, three kind of gets interesting. Some people may not even have one of these teams up here, but Matt and I, we got the Suns, we got the Lakers. We think both of these teams have some veterans but also some young talent that is going to thrive through. So I, I see both of them being at the top. I got Suns 2, Lakers 3 over here. Yeah, see, and I have the Lakers at 2. They did have the best regular season record, you know, after the trade deadline last year. Um, I think AD is going to come back, hopefully, you know, more durable than he's ever been. But I, I honestly, I, I'm not holding my breath too much for that. Um, but, you know, LeBron and, and the rest of the boys, Austin Reeves with a little bit more confidence coming in at two. And I, I have them narrowly edging out, you know, the the Phoenix Suns because that team's all offense. And it's going to take, you know, a little bit of time to figure out the defensive side of that ball. So I think that, you know, the Lakers with a little bit more continuity, Denver with a little bit more continuity, one, two, Phoenix at three. And then both of us have Memphis at four, um, even with the jaw suspension. They proven year in and year out They're the better. last few years. They don't, yeah, they don't even need Jaw, but I think you know Jaw's going to come back humbled from this experience, and I think he's going to show out for the rest of the season. So they're going to be a strong candidate to finish in the top four. Um, and then we both have Sacramento taking a little step back of last year, but man, it's just because the other teams are going to kind of leapfrog them a little bit. This is it, right? The Kings got their playoff woes out of the way. They're not worried about doing what they're doing. And as it proved last year, home court advantage wasn't the you know biggest thing when it came down to it. But this team isn't going to go anywhere. Sacramento is, is around to stay. That beam is going to be lit many times this season. And putting them at five is completely respectable when you think about the teams above them, the expectations above them, let alone the players that exist on it. And Darren Fox and Sabonis, let alone rookie, no longer rookie Keegan Murray, I think are going to show out and surprise. Ben, fifth place still could be a 50-win season. I don't expect it. It'd be really, it'd be, it'd be a lot, but it's still possible. No, man, definitely very possible for the Sacramento Kings. Um, and then this is kind of where we get, you know, a little bit different, and it'll go more to our, you know, MVP, <laughs> DPOI, MIP picks a little bit later. Yeah. But I got the Pelicans, man. I know I do this every year, <laughs> but I believe in Zion, and I feel like I'm jinxing him right now to get hurt like when I predict him to finish well, but, like, you look at that man and what he does with, with the minutes that he's given when he's on the floor, and oh, he yeah. is 
a generational basketball player, man. Like he just is. He's so dominant that I I think a full season of him. I think you know Brandon Ingram, the rest of them boys. I really like the Pelicans, man, and I I really like them for a while. So I'll keep them at Dude, six. They're so good. It just makes me laugh because I'm like I should have put a, a a timer on my watch and been like, how long is it gonna take? Because I swear, 45 minutes to an hour ago, Matt was like, I'm just not gonna put the Pelicans that high this year. I'm I'm not gonna jinx. I'm not gonna do this. Not gonna do that. And here we are, but rightly so. I can't help it. This is the thing, man. Zion is too good. And if he puts together a full season, 82 games of an MVP-like season, which he is capable of, Brandon Ingram's right there. JV's on that squad still. There's a good team that exists. They're ready. They're ready to go. They just they need Zion to step up and be that number one player that we all know that he has the potential to be. So I, I respect it, man. But for me, it's got to be OKC. Shea? chet these boys are ready the rebuild is dead it's over yet they still have who knows how many draft picks so we could see anything happen in okc so i'm ready for shay to be in the playoffs all the time now man i i don't hate it i have them at seven i think that you know that team's gonna take a step forward i'm a little concerned like i am with zion about chet's health um definitely more concerned about zion than i am about chet for some reason (laughs) um but yeah i could see this team taking a huge step i mean you didn't even mention jalen williams who i think could have a monster season after having what was a a fantastic rookie season and really turning it on at the after the all-star break last year um so i could see that man um though i do have the warriors at eight i know you have them at seven i just i can't see steph curry being able to carry this team again like Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, already older. They lost, you know, Jordan Poole. Like, what is going to come up this team? Kaminga hasn't taken the step. Moody hasn't taken the step. They don't have Wiseman anymore. Why do you see them at seven, man? I mean, I think about this team. They've always been good. Steph Curry is going to continue to be what he does. I think Wiggins might have a bit of a bounce back year after kind of being like, oh, we won a championship and relaxing and now kind of settling back in. And I guess Chris Paul is going to steal a game or two. You know, the refs love, they hate him. It is what it is. You know, nobody expected the Thunder to make the playoffs X amount of years ago. And Chris Paul said, you know what? I'm going to make that happen. So what happens when he has teammates like Steph, like Clay, like Draymond? Like, I just, I I just, I was looking, I'm look, it's a simple fact of the matter is, do I think the T-Wolves are better than the Warriors right now? And I I just don't, and so that's why I have them there, and the T-Wolves, for me, go into eight. See, man, I got Mini all the way down at number 10, because uh, I think we both have Dallas coming in at number nine. Mm-hmm. So they make the play-in tournament. We'll see if they can scratch the, and claw their way into the play-in. But I think, like, Luka Doncic is just, like, that guy. Even though the team around him is going to suck <laughs> this year, um, I can see him dragging them to the ninth seed. And, you know... I don't know what I'm going to get from Kyrie, so I bank on, like, maybe 40 games, really, of Kyrie play. The, the expectations are minimal there. I, I, ha- I hope that Grant Williams has a good time and gets to be a staple for Luka because a guy like him fits along great, and if you ever somehow build a championship around this guy, Grant Williams can easily be a part of that. So, you know, we're, we're, hoping, yeah. we're hoping for six. I mean, we want success for the Mavs. We like Luka. We love Luka. Luka's a, a guy we talk about all the time. But, man... 
these Mavericks teams that have been put together, I don't even, I, I'm not going to even get into it, you know? Just can't do it. No, man, it's 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 a rough one, man. It's kind of like my feeling about Minnesota with Gobert and, and Carl Anthony Towns playing together. That's why I have them at 10. Um, you've got the Clippers, uh, just not enough games for, for Kawhi and Paul George. Straight up. Like, I mean, this has to be the year it all comes together or this is the norm and what they will expect for the next few years because there's no way that that they're going to go into this new arena and this new season without star names like what you're gonna you can do a rebuild no you're gonna let the glory days of this team live out and maybe hope it comes together but there's not much there's not much to go on bro i would blow that thing up i'd trade both of them for assets and i would i'd move on i would go into this new arena with a new franchise uh that that shea trade for paul george is looking just just horrendous right now man uh but that's why i have them at 11 you know i i feel the exact same way about you i just don't i don't think Kawhi's gonna play enough games i don't think paul george is gonna play enough games and they don't have much outside of those two um keeping terrence Mann over james harden was kind of wild to me um but it might be the right mood because james harden's a team killer (laughs) Yeah, and you know they believe in Terrence Mann. That's that's what the reports are, are coming out of that camp. He's but twenty eight, he is what he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got I got the Pelicans falling here to eleven. You know, maybe they'll have a little heat magic from last season where I don't respect them, and then they fly up. But Zion, man, get healthy, get healthy, and prove me wrong. That's it. That's all I gotta say. You know what? It's fair. It's fair. I'm I'm just hoping Zion's healthy. You're, you you're going form, so it, it's fair. And then this is kind of interesting here i've got utah coming in at, at 12 i think glory and the, and the boys you know after a, a decent you know um year last year they they have another good one you got wemby dragging the spurs all the way up there man i just i, I mean, see it's not, that high. it's not that high okay yeah yeah exactly it's only it's only the it's only the the 12th spot and it could be four games above the jazz you never really know right i just he's so good and I really like Jeremy Shohan, and I like some of the other pieces that are coming together. And it's Greg Popovich with a bunch of kids that are definitely on board when a guy like Wembenyana is about to be the leader and respects coaches, a la Tim Duncan, a la the Admiral, right? Like, how can you not feel good about this team right away when we've seen what the Spurs can do with a generational talent? And Wemby, no. he might be the next him, so I can't. I want to. I want to feel like one of those people that was like, I believed in this team, and you know, I, I kind of do. So here we are, bro. It's why I have them at, at thirteen because mm-hmm. I think you know Wemby's gonna definitely pull them ahead of of Houston, and I've got Portland last because even though I like their roster, I like the young talent. I just think that the continuity is gonna be weird. I think DeAndre Ayton is just a locker room cancer. And I just don't think they're gonna they're gonna figure that out, and I think that's what's gonna kind of hold that Portland team back. We don't even really, really need to talk about Houston. <laughs> I mean, I have I have Houston at thirteen because you know Fred can do what Fred does, and he's got a little bit of Raptors love. I'm always gonna have a little bit of Raptors love. I, look, I still respect Delon Wright. Okay, you, you gotta have love for for ex Raptors. It's just the, it's the way that it is. But I'm with you on that Blazer sentiment. There's talent there, and the Blazers could make the plan. Heck, they could win the midseason tournament for all we know. They have that kind of talent, but is it going to come together? Are they going to be able to do it? Is Scoot the guy? There's there's so many questions. And then for me, I look at the Jazz, and I'm like, they're in the middle, and maybe they're willing to 
to go full re- full rebuild. Maybe Larry Markkinen is that guy for another team. You know what I mean? Like maybe Walker Kessler takes a step back. I don't want that to be the truth because I'm a big Walker Kessler fan, but these are the realities of the NBA. And, you know, being the bottom of the league and getting first round picks has turned out pretty good in the past couple of years. It's kind of crazy how many like stars are on each team and you can make a case for, you know, this team over that team. And I mean, that's what the NBA is right now. It's, it's, it's a tight league. And I think the, the whole sport's better for it, but those, that's the Western conference slight differ, but you know, more or less the same. Um, And I think the East is, is, you know, quite similar as well. I think the top four is, is almost unanimous between you and I. I think it is unanimous. Oh no, that's I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Our, our, we're starting at the top with opposites because I have the Bucks first. You have the Celtics first. Yes, yes. I think the the Celtics. You know, after the embarrassment against Miami, Joe Mazzulla has got the second season under his belt. They hired a lot of you know coaches. Sam Cassell. Um, was it Stan Van Gundy? Yeah. Um, I think so. They they added it's one of the guys, and then. Yeah, I think that like that's gonna work out really well for them, and I think Milwaukee is gonna take some time to to kind of figure themselves out. They lost some key rotation players. Dame and, and Giannis obviously fit like a glove, but it's still the rest of the team around them and and how they're gonna play. Adrian Griffin being a new coach as well, so I think they come in at number two. It's it's funny because Close. you could say you could say similar things about both teams, right? With the way things have changed, and you know Porzingis is still a big question mark for me when it comes to the Celtics, obviously the way his game has evolved since he came into the league and what he wanted to become, I think is exactly what the Celtics will need. But I worry, I worry about the size and I worry about the bigs for some of the matchups that they're going to see this season. And so that's why I have the bucks first because you know, Giannis beats everybody. He's the big truck. He goes through anything he wants. And I think him and Dame are going to light up the league, man. I'm excited to see it, but three, four where you were, we're on the same page, right? Cavs and then yeah. 76ers to close it out easy easy i think the 76ers like four might even be their ceiling just with the james harden stuff but i like tyrese maxi and i like joel Embiid, so i'll keep them there um you got heat culture at five and i've got the resurging raptors and and the new darko culture at five so um uh, maybe uh, i'm just a homer bias (laughs) that's the thing right i mean the raptors are at six for me but this Heat team, I've disrespected them year after year after year since we've started this pod. And, you know, they're not a regular season team. So it's it's fair when we're talking about regular season predictions. But, yeah, you know what? I felt like throwing the dice this year, right? Putting the Raptors at five for me was like, ah, I feel like if I do that, it's just a little high. And I'm okay with them sitting at six so they can then go and beat Philadelphia. Anyways, that's speaking things into the future, right? But yeah, I just I want to respect the Heat for once, man. I I just you know Jimmy that haircut made me feel bad for him, so I gotta I gotta do it, you know. I just I gotta so, do it. Man. Oh man, I'm gonna disrespect them all the way down <laughs> at seven because I got Indiana coming in at six. I like Tyrese Halliburton, um, and I like what that team did last year. Benedict Matherin, I think they're gonna you know take a, a little bit of a step forward. I could be wrong about the Pacers. I think that's my like weakest playoff team in the East um personally like i think you know they've got really two divergent ways but i really believe in tyrese halliburton so so i'll keep them there we we like that team they're also one of the most canadian teams in the league so we gotta we gotta be you know having some love for indiana they're sitting at seven for me 
you know so they're not too far behind okay. and again this is the the middle of the eastern conference where a lot of these teams just kind of squish together right it's not that solid yeah, top four that we know we're gonna most likely almost all have 50 plus wins right well you think about last year man how close that that middle rung was from 12 to to six yeah right yeah, exactly and then this is where it gets fun, right? The the New York teams show up here. They're in the playoffs. They're not forgotten about. We can't have it. We're flipped, though. I got the Nets at 8 and the Knicks at 9. Matt's feeling the other way about it. To be honest, in another universe, I might have been the same as you. Like That's how close these two teams, I think, could be for me. Absolutely. I think Ben Simmons looks like he's going to play with some confidence this year, and that's yeah. like what this team needs to do. I think that it's going to be a resurgent year for him, and I – think that the league is going to be a little bit ready for the Knicks um so that's why they dropped to the eight seed but I think Jalen Brunson Julius Randle and, and um RJ Barrett just have too much talent to to not be a top eight team so they're good man you, and you hope the thing is is like basketball is better when the Knicks are playing well that's what the world says you know that's what sorry sorry that's what sure. America says not the world it's not the it's not the world championship anyway. anyways anyways let's Let's move along here. Let's go to 10. I got the Hawks. I think you also have the Hawks. I yes. want this I want to believe in this team, right? I want to I want more for Trey Young. I want more for this squad cuz they're good, but for DeJounte. For DeJounte, yeah, more for DeJounte than for Trey, but like you start to pick apart this team and you think about things here or there and you really just I can't put them above some of these other squads here. You, it's just not worth it. It's not right. They're just mid to me, man. Like it just it's rough, but it it's it is what it is and I think Trey Young might be like the most hated superstar in the league yeah. and like least respected superstar in the league. Um, and that's, that's for a reason. Right. Um, so yeah, I think nine's good for them. Uh, they'll, they'll make the play in. they'll, they'll show out a little bit, but I think, yeah, that's probably their ceiling. And then I've got Chicago at 10 and you have the Washington Wizards? Can you explain <laughs> look, that to me? Look, look, Jordan Poole's going to have at least four 50-plus games this season, okay? I I like Kuzma. I think uh, Denny, I think Denny Adiha is going to step up and be good for this team. Look, the bottom five in the East, they they are what they are. They You can flip them around. You can do what you want. I'm, I'm throwing a dart at the board. That's the honest truth, man. I'm thinking Jordan Poole is going to be averaging 32-plus a night. It's going to be stupid. Yeah, I just I think that that's gonna rub a lot of his teammates the wrong way. I mean, have you already seen the clip of Denny and like already yeah. mad that he's not getting the ball, throwing his hands up in the air? I think that's gonna affect team chemistry. I think you know a little bit of a cancerous personality, and that's why I have them last. They're my fifteenth seed. I've got Detroit above them. I've got Orlando above them. I've got Charlotte above them. Um, and like Lamella Ball is gonna have a good season. Yeah. I think Paolo's gonna have a good season. I think Jay Nivey's gonna be, you know, great with Cade Cunningham. But again, like you said, the bottom of the East is just it it is what it is. It's the bottom of the East. Um, until these guys really explode out, like that's kind of where they're gonna stay. They're all hoping I mean who knows, man. Brandon Miller could be great for this Hornet squad. That's why you have him higher than I do. I mean, maybe I should have hope more, but it's just it's a weird place at the bottom of the east right now because some of these teams have had some draft picks that have really turned out and they've had some serious flops and fumbles and most of these teams are here because they belong so the bulls maybe not so right like if lonzo comes back and is amazing but that doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon in terms of coming back like he totally could play and get back to maybe his potential but the bulls man 
the Bulls might be the team that, you know, contenders this season are trying to be vultures at, being like, please give us what you have. We want it. We need it. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. The the Bulls, I just think with DeMar, with Levine, with Caruso, I, and Vucevic, I just think that, like, they're a little bit better than, you know, 12th or 11th. 10th all right shall we shall we get into these final awards throw some more darts at the board get the big one out of the way that mvp man i'm gonna lead us off i think it's the return of Giannis. i think it's his time we've had a couple seasons away from it i think he's going to thrive i've said it enough times playing with his new teammate and so he's gonna be my number one for mvp this year you know what, man? I would kind of agree with you there, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out Luka Doncic. I I believe in Luka. I got Giannis as my two, um, and then oh, I hate to do this, but I gotta do it, man. Zion at number three, and then Tatum as a as a consolation honorable mention. But over man, here, Zion, please. Over here, throwing out all the names. I'm going to add more because it's MVP, right? You can't have enough names. Obviously, I got Jokic as my runner-up because maybe some people are going to be like, let's do the narrative. Let's give him three in a row. It would be crazy. And Jokic is pretty insane right now. And then I was like, mm, let's mention Shea Gilgis over here just slightly because Fair. you know we're talking about wild cards and he's the type of guy that could totally be in top five MVP vote come the end of the season. No, absolutely, man. Especially if that team popped this year and and Chet goes off, like I could definitely see it. But we're gonna go DPOI. I got my boy Giannis being Defensive Player of the Year. I think covering up for teams' mistakes and the rover position and losing Drew Holiday, he might have to guard more of the best player on the opposite team more often. So I think that that brings him to the top. The rookie Webby coming in at at number two, though that kid. I think he's going to be that good in year one. That's that's super respectful. And, you know, to to go off of your Giannis thing, because I actually have Brooke Lopez here taking this, robbed from last season, in my opinion. And your conversation sure. and your idea about Giannis having to, you know, do a little bit more of the footwork outside, I think that's going to mean that, you know, this guy Lopez has to be that solid center and isn't going to have Giannis as much as he has had in the past, potentially. And so I could see that dynamic potentially working out and, Matt knows I, I love me some Brooke Lopez and at second I got OG man I want OG to win this award one day so I can't I can't not mention his oh, name I uh, know right and then my wild card which is kind of hilarious considering where we're talking about is Drew Holiday man he's gonna go to Boston he's gonna be real upset about his situation and that team needs defense right now so he's gonna have the opportunity so that that's why I got him there. he's gonna have the Marcus Smart role man so yeah no, that's good. Um, I, I like it. I kind of want to throw Walker Kessler in there. He had such a good rookie season. Evan Mobley. But, you know, those are just like some honorable mention dark horses. I got I I really to say, say, I feel like I've disrespected Walker Kessler on all of my lists here because his name does not populate anywhere. And I'm a big Walker Kessler fan. So we're, we're putting him in the bench. We're just next year, no, man. Walker Kessler next year. <laughs> Prove me this year, and then I'll throw you up next year because I want to, man. I, I do. He's always the question mark, right? Absolutely, man. Um, Who's your MIP, man? Um, 
I mean, we've been talking about it. We talked about how disrespectful the wizard situation was. It's Jordan Poole, man. 32, 33, 34. Who knows how many points a night this guy's going to do. Now, just don't look at the total number of field goals because not going to go well. And then runner-up, uh, it's, it's, it's a certain Scotty Barnes, maybe. Who knows? This guy could suddenly have a crazy season. I would dream for it, but that's just See, a, tr- a true think- wild card. I think Scotty is my MIP. I think he's going to pop into superstardom this year. He was looking absolutely dominant in the preseason. And they, you know, that ankle injury makes my heart stop. But he seems to be okay. Hopefully, the rest, hopefully, they're, you know, a little bit lighter on him at the beginning of the season and he comes out. And then I got Jalen Williams, man. He really turned it on after the All Star break, like I mentioned. And I think that, you know, going from rookie to, being a an all-star level player is definitely within the cards for him potentially so i'll 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 shout him out for mip this year the the last name that i have to mention the third guy on my side is anthony simons you know the blazers are looking for a new number one he seems to be the last guy standing so i'm just i'm throwing a dart at the board we love to do that over here no no that's that's a very good dart i like it all right man um Rookie of the year conversation, I got to start it off with the one that we both consensus. Well, actually, we don't consensusly agree on this. I mean, he's definitely in your top three, but I got Wemby, man. I know you have Chet. I love Chet. I think Chet's definitely in the race, but this man is a unicorn, and it's just he's going to be nuts. I think he's he's going to be generational for sure. In the world of betting, if you don't, take a risk every once in a while you're going to be bored and so that's where i'm at right now when it comes to it and i've just i've watched chet i've thought about you know the year of nba development that he had while recovering he's hungry you know headbutt obviously wins in preseason but i think chet's gonna come out and try his best and i think if anyone like i think scoot is obviously there and was gonna have a chance but i think chet is the guy that is going to come out and really put Wemby around for his money. If you are not tuning in, like if, if you're free and you're not tuning in to those OKC Spurs games this season when those two are about to play, you are missing out on the future of basketball. Like, let me be clear, because that is what these two guys are. And so Wemby's no. the obvious choice. Chet is just, I want to, I want to be weird. You know, I just do. No, I like it. I like it. And obviously you threw out Scoot. Scoot's easily the third for both of us. Um, well, moving to Coach of the Year, because I don't think you like either of my picks, but I got Darko at number one and, and Adrian Griffin coming in at number two. I think that, you know, when teams go on deep playoff runs and, and look like juggernauts in a coach's first year, they they typically win. So, yeah, but I think Darko is going to really improve this team, the Raptors. We're going to go from, I think, like 41 wins to 46 wins but we're gonna have immaculate vibes yeah and that's gonna be the major difference and why darko is is the 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 winner this year i mean the media already loves him when they talk to him let's be honest here and that's a that's a timeline that i can get on board with so i'm I'm with it i'm also over here trying to think of a team that you know is going on a great run and i look at the cavaliers i look at jb bickerstaff i think what he's doing with these young guys is fantastic and if they are solidly a third or even second place in the East, right up there with what the Bucks in Boston can be doing, if you know, especially if Philadelphia decides to crumble like they do, I think some people are going to look at Bickerstaff's way because he's just kind of always been around and been there the past couple of years. So that's why he's my number one. Last year. 
This is this is you you'll notice there's a couple names on my list that talk about some Robbies from from last season, but uh my runner up it's Mike Malone, man. The Nuggets over there might just decide to run the league again and Malone is the one who decides that that's going to happen because he enables Jokic and he enables the rest of this squad to do what they do. Man, he's a fantastic coach. So definitely not a, a bad pick. Um, going into sixth man of the year, I do like Gary Trent, man. Like I said, I think that should be his goal. Um, but then I'm going to go with our arch rivals for my runner up and Peyton Pritchard. I think that, you know, they lost some depth. They're going to need him a lot more this year. And just what's going to happen? I think Peyton Pritchard out here, man. It's a great pickup. You know, I've got Gary in my second spot. I'm over here. With Emmanuel quickly of the Knicks, I think a, a little bit of a curveball for me, honestly. I've always liked his game. I think that if Brunson hadn't have showed up, I think that he would be playing at a higher level than he currently is. And I just can't trust Randall. And somebody has to step up if Randall's not going to play the game that he is. And I think there's a lot of potential for six-man players to kind of shine this year. I think there's a, a lot of opportunity for any guy to really come out and play this. And so Emmanuel quickly is a guy who has the opportunity, much like you're saying with Peyton Pritchard as well. And so this is this is the most uh, you know difficult, most interesting, weird of all of the awards to pick because six-man is like oh, yeah. there is no true this is what you have to do to win this award. It's kind of like what are the vibes coming into the end of the season? What does the league feel? What does the media feel? So – it's a fun award, definitely, when people do actually get no. to win it. No, absolutely, man. It's it's a great award. And um, I think we got some some good picks out there. Um, you want to move into all NBA first teams? Um, I got Luca, Shea, Tatum, Giannis, and Joker. How about yourself? I mean, we, we, we as we discussed, there's no reason to have a different starting five in our all NBA. These are pretty much especially with how i feel about Giannis and Jokic right now in the league these are the best five players that are going into the season they're gonna have great years we're excited to see it yeah i don't know if they're like necessarily the the very best five players but i think they're gonna have the best years um because you know i still am a huge steph curry fan and that's why i got him on my second team with devin booker durant lebron and i had to throw Embiid out there you know him and Joker are just always battling for that one two spot you've got it and i i do have to roll back half a second because i did just get a ping that apparently Giannis just signed a, a two three-year extension 186 mil so he believes in his team man he's staying the dream the dream of Giannis out is dead God. once again <laughs> okay okay so but uh back to back to these teams um my second team obviously Steph and booker we, we talked about how much we like them booker is just the right age in the right position you know can can do whatever he really wants in the East or in the West right now. And then gets interesting with the bigger, the bigger players when it comes to this, because I think we agree here, Durant, LeBron and Embiid to close out. Quite yeah, simply, yeah. They're good. They're good. 10 for 10, man. All right. Um, and then on the third team, Dame Dalla playing with Giannis, Bradley Beal playing on that Phoenix team. I got my boy, Pascal Siakam making that team. I think Scotty elevates him into that spot again. Um, my boy Zion, if I'm going to throw him out as a dark horse MVP, he's got to be on an all NBA team. Yep. Not about AD. I think AD is the last real, like real true center Like you throw a cat, you could throw out, you know, I'm sure you're going to throw out a guy like Sabonis. Um, but like, that's kind of the other options there. Nailed it right there. Because like, I'm, I'm one to three with you when it comes to Dame, Beal and Siakam, but 
I got to have love to Brooke Lopez. I've talked him up all, all pods, so he, he's got to show up on this team here. And then last but not least, DeMontis Sabonis. You know, the Kings, we both had them up high. De'Aaron Fox is great. DeMontis Sabonis is great. One of them is going to be an all-star for sure this year. But I think DeMontis Sabonis is one of the underrated bigs in the NBA. And when he has a running mate like Fox, and they've had as much time as, as they can to develop their individual game with each other, I think that King squad has only continued to grow, and I think Sabonis, Sabonis is just going to continue to shine, and so that's why he shows up there for me. No, man, I, I get it, man. Having not, like, keeping De'Aaron Fox off an all-NBA team was, was difficult for me. I really wanted to throw him on that third team, but I just couldn't. Guards, um, man, because it's so hard yeah, with guards. There's so many, man. All right, well, we'll, we'll move on to the, the first team all-defense. I think this one was easy for me. I think, like you said, Drew Holiday, man, gonna have a crazy season in, in Boston. I got Mikhail Bridges at the two spot, Giannis at the three, 84, and Jaron Jackson Jr. as uh, a first team all NBA defensive guy. When you win DPOY, typically the voters remember you. It, it hurt me to leave JJ off my first team because he's on my second. He was an easy on. Actually, no, wait. You know how many times I scribbled out this all-defensive team here? Because I do have Jay Jackson on my first team. Okay, so I've got actually Alex Caruso on my first because I'm trying to be trying to be fun, right. and, I, and I respect that guy a lot, and he always does great things for me in fantasy. So I'm going to give him a, a little a little bit of a pad here. And, and then I got OG at two. I originally had him at three, but I slid Jaron Jackson in into the third there. And then I got Giannis and Brooke Lopez, my DPOI, coming in to close out my first team. And the second team is where it gets the most fun. Obviously, I have your first team in my second team with Drew and Bridges up top. All right. And then it comes down to three names that I don't think are on yours because I have LeBron, I've got Wemby, and I've got Evan Mobley to close out my teams. I do have Mobley and I do have Wemby at the, the top two spots okay, okay. in the second team. Um, and then I got me the OG vibes because, you know, we got to get them on an all defensive team. And I got smart in Caruso. I think, uh, you know, Alex Caruso, like you said, he's he's a heck of a defender and he's going to get his love, man. And I, I like the, these teams. I, I like that we differ a little bit. You know, there's only so much that you can, right? These guys are, are perennial, you know, award winners for a reason. So I think it's going to be a fun season. Uh, but yeah, those are. Those are the predictions, and those are the picks, man. It, it's going to be a great year, you know, and there's probably people out there, Wemby on an all-defensive team. Look, there's people out there who think he's going to win defensive player of the year already. So, you know, we're, we're at least, you know, putting – yeah, he's over there, right? Exactly. So we're putting our expectations high, but not too high. But it's going to be a great year. There's going to be some great basketball. I think that leads us into our takes of the night because obviously we got games going on tomorrow, Matt. I will let you lay out the runway. Well, man, I'm going to go for, for both games tomorrow night. I'm going to take Denver over the Lakers. I'm going to take Phoenix over Golden State to start the season. Start off 2-0. Let's go, baby. Nice and simple, nice and easy. I was looking back, and I feel like I almost always try to start the season with a points prediction. Last year, I had Giannis, I think, starting with like 40-plus points. That didn't happen. Uh, so we're just going to rinse and repeat and try to go with another guy who usually does well i think lebron's coming into this season i think he's gonna crush you're probably right denver's gonna win that game but if lebron doesn't have 35 plus points to open the season i don't know if this statement is made for this guy because you know people are talking about oh he's old he's this he's that we're about to see 
one of the most ridiculous seasons from a guy in his 20th year that right. no nobody will ever be able to connect and relate to honestly i think the statistics for lebron's year are going to be unshatterable in the future no man i 100 percent would agree with you and it's a good prediction um one last bonus prediction if you're still with us um scoring champ kev i think i got shay gilgis alexander being the scoring champ this year um that's a great i like that man i like what he does and i'm I'm put him up there okay well i'm it's it's dumb but i've been saying it constantly jordan pool man jordan pool let's go jordan pool 60 60 shots a night let's make it happen we know you can get the 35 points you know piss off your roster get the five wins who cares man jordan pool get yours my guy get it (laughs) all right man well i think that was it for us uh you're good to wrap it up (laughs) everybody thanks everybody for being here Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Board Sports. Like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and check out TheBoardSports.net for new episodes and blog posts. And we'll talk to you next time.